When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine. On an empty stomach. Yeah, what's happening, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. Find this podcast and Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and every day at 9.45 a.m. It's live on Instagram. What's up, Matt? How are you, bud? Hi, Mel, saying hi. What's up, Megan? Uh, AA, what is yo? Hi, Amanda, Danielle, Anna, Wyatt. Dude, good to see everybody today. Hopefully, you're all doing well. A, uh, a pretty decent-sized show today. A couple of things I want to chat about. First off, life wins. Life wins. When is it that you realize that you have accomplished something? Uh, it's usually at the demise of other people. We'll talk about that in just a second. But uh, I wanted to get to a story because I was uh, reading the news last night. It sounds like such an old man thing to say, isn't it? What's up, Chuck? Dropping a morning, y'all, to the rest of everybody. What's up, yo? Um... No, last night, uh, I was, uh, it sounds like just an old man thing to say nowadays. I was reading the news. I just grabbed my paper. I had the dog fetch me my slippers and my, uh, my Sunday funnies. Brought them back in, just had a little cup of coffee. I was reading the news. Uh, thing I wanted to talk about, though, was, uh, I read this story and, uh, I was kind of, I don't know, it just brought back, you know, every once in a while you'll go and you'll read something and it just, it fires just a flood of memories of things you hadn't thought about in forever. It reminded me that years back, this must have been like 2000, I don't know, three, four. I had a friend of mine I went to high school with, this guy by the name of Mark. And uh, Mark and I were all right friends in high school, but uh, we really became chums when he moved to Wisconsin, I moved to Wisconsin. Even though we were on other sides of the state, it was still kind of nice to have somebody that you knew so far away from home. He lived right around the Appleton area. I was in La Crosse. And I don't know, probably once every other month, he'd pop over to where I was at. I'd pop over to where he was at. And, uh, you know, we'd drink it up. Well, this was just around the holidays. And I think this might have been right around the time Mark had lost his mom. And um, it's been years. I can't quite remember. But uh, Mark's mom had passed away. And I had gone over there because he had just gotten back from the funeral. And I'm like, and this was like the heart of December, man. It's like the week before Christmas. So he's bumming. I can tell he's just like in a tear. I'm talking to him on the phone and he's like tearing up. And uh, what's up, Deb? What's going on? Thanks for joining on the uh, live Instagram. What's up, Dana? How are you? Uh, so I went out. I was like, dude, I'm getting in the car right now and I'm on my way. And Marco's, dude, uh, there's a snowstorm. Uh, on the horizon. You shouldn't come. I'm like, nah, Mark, listen, man, I'm on my way. And the reason why I thought of this story was because uh, a couple of nights ago, 61 people stranded in a pub with an Oasis cover band. We are waiting to hear from the highways to see if they're going to be able to reach us with the snowplow. And then we should have some news about whether people will be able to start going home. We've had karaoke, we've had pub quizzes, 
We've had board games, card games. Um, people helping to clear tables, wash up. It's been amazing. Yeah, it's kind of nice, you know, like an impromptu sleepover. Thanks to Mother Nature. So I went over to go see Mark. And while I'm at Mark's house, Mark is just a sad sack. And I thought, uh, you know what, dude? I, I know your mom just passed away, but I got to get you out of the house, man. Like, yeah. This has been a week now. And even I talked to his roommate. His roommate's like, dude, he has just been a fucking mess. So I went, uh, Mark, I know the last thing on your mind right now is titties, but we're going to the boom, boom room. He said, no, I don't want to go, man. I don't want to go. I was like, Mark, you're going to get your ass in that car and I'm taking you to the strip club. Okay. Uh, I just got done doing, you know, three shifts in a row bartending down at Spanky Saloon, downtown Lacrosse. I got about 450 bucks worth of ones in my pocket, man. You got to move on over. Uh, Anna, that cover band was the worst. (laughs) Hey, we're not here to debate people's covers of Oasis, okay? What we're here to do is talk about my boom, boom, titty room story, okay? That's what we're here to do. So, uh, Mark and I end up at the world-famous Bean Snappers in Appleton, Wisconsin. I don't know if Bean Snappers is still around. It's been years since we've driven through there. It's kind of right in between Green Bay and Appleton. And I just remember us pulling into the parking lot. And it was, uh, you could tell some people had already hunkered down because they're like, dude, we gotta, we gotta, you know, call this thing a day. Oh shit, Bean Snappers is still around. Bean Snappers still around. Holy shit, no way. Bean Snappers is still a thing. They even got a Facebook page. Wow! Unbelievable, man. So, yeah, so this is like 2003, whatever it was. So I uh, I get Mark in the car. We drive all the way out to Bean Snappers. And <laughs> when we get there, we noticed a couple of... Uh, we noticed a couple of flakes falling from the sky. And Mark's like, hey, man, we probably can't kick it too long because there's going to be a snowstorm rolling in. I'm like, ah, Mark, don't worry about it, man. We'll make it happen. So we go into the bar. There's uh, There's me, Mark... There's about four dudes and then a group of like maybe four or five Mexican guys. And everybody's at this at Sniffer's Row making it rain, throwing ones. I'm finally getting a smile to come across Mark's face. He's not quite the Mark I remember, but we're getting there. So uh, we probably spent about an hour, 45 minutes. Mark walks outside to go have a smoke with somebody. He comes back in. He goes, Jesus Christ, man. It is like it's really coming down outside. We should probably get going. I was like, Mark, listen. Three more lap dances. We'll call it a night. He's like, oh, Jesus Christ. All right, fine. So he does not want, he wants to get out of there as soon as possible. Meanwhile, I'm having the time of my life. We left and, uh, or we, uh, we, st- we went into the, uh, the back room with some of the gals. You know, I bought Mark a lap dance. I got a lap dance. Uh, but it's not like it's a super busy night. So your $20 and three songs turns into $40 and 31 songs, and you don't even realize it. Well, while we're in the back, we finally walk out of the back uh, champagne room, and manager comes up and goes, hey, man, they uh, they shut down the highways. We can't go anywhere. So we stick our heads out the door, and he wasn't kidding, dude. This looked like the opening to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It was as high as the goddamn rafters. Nothing but snow. I mean, it must have fallen. The three feet must have fallen in the 45 minutes that we went back there and listened to the first Kid Rock album. It was insanity how much snow had dropped. So they're like, uh, we can't leave. It's 
12.45 in the morning. So here's the deal. Uh, everybody just hunker down and, you know, if you got a few bucks, great. Uh, we'll just keep going till you guys are out of cash. And then we'll turn the lights on and we'll make some frozen pizzas. And that's exactly what happened. And it was like the best night of our life. I find Mark was having a blast. These gals danced and we hung out until it had to have been like two. I think the bar was supposed to close at one. It was finally two o'clock because it was just me, Mark, the group of dudes had left, except for like those three or four Mexican guys who did not speak English. But it didn't matter because titties are the universal language, are they not? So while we're in the bar, uh, the girls are like, well, I don't know what else we can do here. You guys are all out of cash. We've basically robbed you of every last dollar you have. So how about we just turn the lights on and we just sit around the bar and they made frozen pizzas. And the guys there were like, dude, uh, you guys go ahead and throw down a couple of a uh, couple of free drinks on the house. And we hung out. And finally, at like, I don't know, it had to have been like three thirty in the morning. Uh, we got a uh, we got the all clear. There was an actual like, I guess, Windot is what you would call it. Windot, Windot, Wisconsin Department of Transportation. Some dude in a snowplow pulled in and saw all the cars and went into the bar and was like, yeah, man, we finally got the highways clear. So, you know, it's not that safe to drive, but if you want to go home, you can definitely get out of here. And uh, we got in the car and everybody gave hugs and high fives. And I'm telling you right now, uh, Wisconsin strippers, hearts of gold. When I saw Taylor Swift for the first time and she was up on stage and she was, you know, in that two-piece white leather, thigh-high leather boots deal and I was like, that looks like a stripper who would, you know, change your tire for you. She'd help a disabled guy up a stairwell. Like, that's what I thought of these gals after we left. I was like, I know they got dad issues. I know that some of them are lying to themselves about paying their way through college by taking this gig. But let's be honest. Um, they're people, too. They're people, too. And we found out that night after about 31 games of Uno, which, by the way, uh, what strip club outside of Wisconsin would just have Uno lying around, you know? Like, I could see, I could see, you know, Monopoly, but Uno? Just uh, Uno lying around. That's it, huh? All right. Um, I don't know. It was, uh, it was but that, that, as I was reading that story, I'm like, yeah, I know what those people went through. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I bet if you pulled 61 people who were stuck in a bar with an Oasis cover band, I bet all 61 would say, I would much rather be at a titty bar in the middle of Wisconsin than with an away. I mean, I bet most of those people were lost and then came in and stumbled in. And they were like, what the fuck? What is this? What are these people here doing? But I, listen, if you're ever going to get snowed into a place, that's why like wintertime, if you see a snow snowstorm brewing, just try a strip club. Try it out, man. Try it out. You never know. You might get stuck. <laughs> I know the housewives who listen to the show are like fucking ew. Gross. There's never a chance in hell I would ever go in. But I'm just telling you, man, it is uh, it was um, it, it, it was it not only did it turn Mark's month around, uh, we had a blast and them gals were hilarious. And had, I'm telling you, it was the store. That's my favorite strip club story. And I got a million of them. But of all of them, the one that ends where everybody just like shook hands and they told us their real names at the end of the night. That's the strip club story that I find the most fun. Uh, Mira, because some men just want companionship at the club. I'm starting to understand that. I'm really starting to understand that. And I don't know uh, if Deb was in the green room down in Austin when I made this comment, but uh, I had said, what I was talking about was 
when you're like 18 to 20, maybe probably right before you get married, like 18 to 26, strip clubs are the shit. They're fun. They're a blast. Uh, when you get to, you know, maybe your kids get to about nine months old and you got a bachelor party coming up, you're like, oh, fuck, dude. I mean, I work my ass off for this money. Do I want to go down there and throw it to some gal who's been like, you know, fucking rubbing up on dudes all night? No. Uh, Scooter, oh my God, one of my friend's dad owned a strip club in high school. All the stories. Oh yeah, they're the best. I mean, dude, if it wasn't for strippers, I wouldn't have that crazy ass story about the gal who came into my house with a stolen TV and then sold it to my roommate. Like that wouldn't exist. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is, uh, don't sleep on the stripper. I mean, literally sometimes it's okay to sleep on a stripper, but not... You know what I'm saying. Uh, Danielle, only time I've ever been to a strip club was when a good friend of mine turned 19 and we wanted to go to a male strip club. We went and it was amateur night. Never again. Ah, I get that. Yeah. No, I get it. Yep. Uh, Deb, Jesse took me to one just in Q's case. No alcohol. That was brutal. But we had a blast. Yeah, there's always like that one that is, oh my God, dude. That's always the worst. When they're like, hey, it's fully nude, but you get no booze. You're like, I don't know. Just keep your bottoms on and give me a mixed drink. Like, I don't really get, I know what's underneath there. I'm Christ. Not a big deal. Oh, Syracuse. Oh, Q's. I got you, Q's. Yeah. Slang. Oh, slang. Um, No, but uh, what are we talking about again? Uh, strip club something or another. What the hell was I chatting about? Uh, don't sleep on the stripper. God damn it, dude. See? Tangents. Start going off on, you know, start going off on, uh, shit. What the hell are we talking about? Anyway, I know most people, I know most podcasts, they would go, you know what? We'll just go back and edit this out. Fuck that. Keep it in. I want you guys to hear the gears grinding. <laughs> What's up, Crystal? Thanks for hopping on to the, uh, the live feed this morning. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, I thought it was, uh, the old man. Oh shit. The old man. Did I say, what did I say about the old man? God damn it. Uh, it's one of these days today. Cause, uh, I still have, uh, like I was up till about 11 o'clock getting some stuff done last night. And I'm like, I'm just going to go ahead and just try to get like six hours of sleep. And the next thing you know, four and a half hours later, you're wide awake in bed, fucking head spinning. Ugh. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so, uh, funny story though. I, I don't know what, what brought it as I was like reading that it just all this, like, you know, shit just started coming back to me, man, of like, oh, my God, I remember that night. And I haven't talked to Mark in years. I hope he's doing well. But uh, that that's the night that I will never, ever, ever forget. So, oh, yes, that I, now I remember what we were talking about. Here's the thing about strip clubs. When you are like 27 and you finally have a kid or maybe you get a wife, you're like, ah, fuck, man, I'm tired of like giving these gals money. And you, you, you dip. You're like, I'm done. No more going to strip clubs. Then, uh, you know, after eight years of marriage, And, you know, your wife gets the seven-year itch, and then she splits, and now you're hanging out by yourself, and you're in your 40s, and you're just like, what the fuck, man? If I'm going to spend $60 and go out with somebody and not have an op, and and not because, like, you got to go out and, like, have one date and then get laid immediately, but if you're going to go out and spend $60 on somebody, uh, just go to the strip club. Just go to the strip club. Because I guarantee that girl will hang on every single word you say instead of you sitting in a, at a restaurant or at a coffee shop. And while she's sitting there, she's like, this guy's a putz. I don't like this guy. I'm just never going to go past this anyways, but I'll let him buy dinner. And then I'll never talk to him ever again. Fuck that. If you're going to spend 60 bucks, go to the strip club. 
at least somebody will give you their undivided attention for 45 minutes. Leave, get the, get a case of blue balls and then pull anchor. But what I'm saying is if you're going to spend that amount of money, you might as well just go and enjoy yourself. Know that you're getting something out of it. You know, I'm not saying do it all the time, but I, I get it. I was in downtown Minneapolis one night. We were at, uh, we were at some, there was some event going on. And beforehand, it was kind of like, hey, we're all going to go to dinner at the same place that had the event. So they were setting it up. And it was something like, I don't know if it was like a stand-up show or whatever it was. But there was a there was a dude like three tables from me. And this guy, I guarantee that this guy was easily in his 70s. Probably like low 70s. Had probably just passed the threshold. But he definitely was a little bit older. The gal that was at the table with him could not have been older than 26. And... Jessica Rabbit figure, Jessica Rabbit dress, brown hair, goddamn, just a smoke show. And it's just the two of them. And she is hanging on every single word that that guy says. She's reaching across the table. She's grabbing his arm. He's laughing. You could tell the way that this guy was dressed. At some point, he probably sold a business or two. He had a couple of bucks in the bank. And I'm watching all the tables around him turn around and look at this girl and they're looking her up and down and giving her that ugh, 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 gross. And I was like, bitch, you would fucking in a heartbeat change places with that lady in a heartbeat. If that guy were to walk up to you and be like, Hey ladies, I'm worth a couple of million bucks and I'm going to spend it all on you. You'd easily fucking laugh at all that guy's jokes. You would reach across the table and grab his arm and you would, you'd show up in a skin tight dress you know, done up to the goddamn nines, you would change places with that lady in a second. That woman is going to make more money tonight than you are going to make all week. So fucking who's the joke on? You can judge from afar. But as I, and I was thinking, who's, who's, you know, the victim here? Not nobody. That guy is getting exactly what he wants. That girl is making money. What's the problem? That's why I don't understand why prostitution is illegal. I don't get it. You have, you have a thing. I have a thing. I'm going to pay you to be able to put my thing in that thing. What's the difference? We're, we're both consenting adults. This is a transaction. I, I don't get it, man. Scooter, 100% damn right I would. Exactly. Yeah, Sally, facts, so true. Mira, exactly, bitter, yes. I sat and watched table after table judge this girl from a farm. It was like, get the step the fuck off, lady, or come correct. How about that? How about step up to the table and tell that old guy why it is that he's wrong? You don't because you don't have it. You don't have a, You have nothing. You have nothing. Deb, you have a thing. I have a thing. It's true. Like, why are we? There shouldn't be such a fucking chasm between. Why do we got to get the government involved? Knock it off. Jesus Christ. But like while I was in Austin, like I, I, when we were talking about it, uh, let's see, Tara, sex work is work. Fuck yeah. I mean, you might not be, you know, swinging a sledgehammer, but you're still putting in time. I mean, there's no, you know, health plan. There's no HR, but God damn it, you know. But here's the thing that like was like has always blown my mind is uh, I, now I've never gone down the route, but I'm not against it. And I'm just saying that right now I'm not there. But I'm also not judging the future because there's a couple of people that I really respect. Uh, and I'm not going to obviously call them out, 
but there's people in media. There are people that uh, I've worked with before that are some bigger names and they keep it a little bit under the table. But those guys have all told me, hey, dude, uh, if you are on the road and you're out somewhere and it's been a, quite some time, don't feel shameful about going out and getting a rub and tug. I'm not going to go do it. I'm not going to like travel to Roseville and go do it at the uh, the White Lotus. <laughs> not dumb enough to do it in my hometown. Shit ends up in the paper, man. Like this old goddamn ship would sink. What I'm saying is if you're going to be out somewhere and you're there for five, six days, do a little research. Look around. Find Ladies do the same. I don't know why this has to be such a male thing, like a male dominated thing, but do the same. God, get a release. It's natural. It's exactly what our bodies want us to do. So why do we have to make it such a big deal? Why does it need to be illegal? Why is this such a goddamn, like, every time, man, like, I hear people, like, judge, you know, when Robert Kraft got busted for uh, for going out and getting a hand job, they, they told him that, they basically said he was arrested for sex trafficking. I'm like, well, first off, it's fucking horseshit. That's bullshit that you guys would even write that because that's not what happened. Uh, he is a consenting adult. He's a rich guy who was married to the same woman for like 43 years and she passed away. He's 70 something years old. What does it matter if he goes out and he gets a massage and at the end of it, he offers the girl an extra 250 bucks to get him off? Why is that such, why is that so gross? If she did it, what is the problem? And I know people go, well, it's because these girls get captured and forced into sex trafficking. This was at a fucking strip mall in Florida. You mean, it's not like he walked into the room and saw her chained to a radiator. Christ, she walked him out to the lobby. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? Ah, Jesus, it's so frustrating. So frustrating. And a consenting adult. Everyone else, mind your own business. I agree. Uh, Deb. Uh, it's 8 a.m. in Los Angeles, LOL, and we're on Rub and Tugs and Coffee here. I, dude, Rub and Tugs and Coffee? Oh, my. That's like the best. That would be the best morning show name ever. Good morning. It's 5.54, Rub and Tugs and Coffee here in the morning. Got traffic, traffic, traffic. A little bit of weather here. Two vehicles pulled off on the right shoulder, 35W, going southbound on Lake Street. About 13 minutes to get you through from Lake Street all the way down to the Crosstown. If you're going into downtown St. Paul, nothing but bumpers and brake lights. Going to be about 42 minutes from Rice Street to Kellogg Boulevard. you got a seven-car pileup. Shit doesn't leave you, man. It doesn't leave you. Once you're there, you're there. Uh, the other thing I wanted to chat about real quick because I was giving a friend of mine a hard time. You guys know that when you walk over to the neighbors and they're like, hey, you know what, Saturday night? You know, you guys are in the backyard having a drink. And they're like, hey, why don't you guys come on by? Have something to eat on Saturday night. And then you go over to the house and you walk in and you're like, fucking dude. Dude, this place is jam. You guys keep this place pristine. Uh, fucking faucet handles sparkle. You're like, how does that happen? Uh, you get a little mad. You get upset that people keep their ve- keep their their houses so crisp and clean all the time. You're like, fuck! I am a loser. I'm a huge loser. Why does that happen? Massive loser. I can't keep my shit together. Get into somebody's car and see how dirty it is, and be like, okay, then I already know what your house looks like, you know. But uh, I had this happen the other day where uh, I had a friend of mine whose house I've been to numerous times, but it's always like, hey man, um, you know. 
Uh, you want to come over on Friday? Hey, you want to stop by on Wednesday? Hey, the kids are having a birthday party Sunday afternoon. You walk in, it's fucking pristine every time you go. I get a little upset where I'm like, hey, could you guys maybe bring it back down to like normal people's level? Because Jesus Christ, like you fucking dry clean your throw pillows, like knock it off. Stop being so perfect all the time. Well, I went over, uh, I, I was walking the other day and I saw one of the neighbors, this person's house who I go to all the time. And they were like, oh shit, hey, since you're outside, uh, we got a dresser. We're trying to like put new carpet in. Can you help us move the dresser into the other room? I'm like, yeah, right now. And they're like, yeah, if you're here, I'm really sorry. But, you know, like, it's just the two of us and it's kind of a big dresser. I'm like, yeah, I could do that. I walked in. The fucking house was a mess. Vindication! Ah! I was. I didn't even get to the dresser. I just walked around the house for like three minutes and was like, look at this fucking place. Look at this. You guys are liars. You guys are both liars. Every time we all come here, we all talk about how clean your house is. That's because you give us... You give us a three-day notice so you guys can get your shit together. Fuck that. From now on, we're showing up with a casserole and some fucking buns. And we're walking in as is. None of this horse shit. You guys get three days to fucking clean your house. That is garbage. I'm not a fan. Walk in every time and everything looks so goddamn perfect. I know what you guys are like now, really. Because I walked in and that living room was a pigsty. And I was like, thank God. I feel so much better about my life. It's bullshit that you get an opportunity to get four or five pe- four or five days to clean before we get there. No, it's garbage. It's like a life win. I walked in. I was like, you're just as bad as the rest of us. And this brings me back to my point about if you really want to know if somebody is clean or not, go look at their garbage can. Because anybody can clean a kitchen. Anybody can get a bathroom looking okay. Anybody can clean out a closet. If you are recently dating someone and you walk into their house, it's a clean house, go look at their trash can. And if you really want to know if somebody is clean, that trash can will be fucking sparkling. If it is just, it's nothing but like yogurt stains down the side of it and there's like dried cranberries on the top of it, dude, messy person, messy person. That's how you will always tell. You don't need to know anything about their vehicle, about their shoes, That shit don't matter. Look at their garbage can. If you look at that garbage can and that garbage can is a mess, that is a messy person. They are just putting on a facade. (sighs) Sally. Oh, roof of the microwave. That's another one. Yeah, open that mic. Open that mic for sure. Michael says, sound advice. You're goddamn right. Uh, Sally, love people who live real lives and have a mess. I agree. I agree. Don't let that shit get too out of control. Be right in the middle, man. Be right in the middle. Uh, there's people that I know that are so meticulous about their house. Like, so, I mean, everything's got to be perfect all the time. And then there's some people who just like, you walk into their bathroom and you're like, oh my God, what the, is this a third world country? Did we step back into the fucking stone age? What happened here? Jesus. Ugh. Was, tw- did Twister come flying through? Was Bill Paxson and Helen Hunt in this room? What the fuck is the matter of it? Uh, Sally, some of us have many teenagers that create a mess for us. No, I agree. I a thousand percent agree. Yeah. You just, you can't keep up. You cannot keep up. But I don't like it when people have five days to be able to like clean the shit out of their house. And then you walk in like, oh, never mind the mess. And you're like, this is cleaner than I've, uh, than any room I've ever been in in the last four years. But you walk in, you walk in, you see that place is a total shithole. You're like, there we go. 
There you go. You're just as bad as the rest of us. Just as bad. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every day at 9.45 a.m. It goes live on Instagram. Again, thank you guys so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.